1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and the expert on all matters real estate is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. So here we are. It's the long weekend. How did the numbers uh, compare to last year in terms of home sales? Well, Tina, we were saying that June would be when things start to balance out. And that's exactly what's happened. So we've had a solid June as we saw the increase in numbers from January to February all the way up to May. We're starting to see June pretty much be on par with 2017. When was the last time you heard that, that 2018, any time period was on par with 2017? Right. And, you know, if we look back at 2017, was June when things started to get back to quote unquote normal? Yes, it, the the market seemed to balance out because April and May, there was so much uncertainty. People were on the fence. They didn't know what was going to happen. And June was when things started to settle down a little bit and people started getting back in the market. And if you look at what's happened, you know, with a few days to go in June, when the numbers come out next week, we'll we'll talk more in depth about that. But we're short about 50 to 60 houses so these for, are all positive signs. These are great signs. Inventory hasn't gone up. So we have the same amount of inventory as we did in May. So that means that, you know, the time is coming that we're going to start to see multiple offers return as well. Mm-hmm. So, And we'll talk more about that later, but a little bit later on in the show. But let's talk a little bit about the specific numbers um, and that you have in front of you. So right now, uh, you know, we've, we're pushing the 1100 sale mark for the month of June, which is very strong. I mean, in May, we did the same amount as well. So you're starting to see the momentum build. You're starting to see consumer confidence come back. The average price continues to increase, although it's not the 15 or 20% that we saw in the early part of last year, but it is a steady 1%, 2%, 3%. And like I said, we're up about 10% from January the 1st. So You've got to get into the market right away if this is what you want to do. If you want to own a house, the best time is to get into the market now before the price continues to climb because the only thing that's deteriorating is your buying power. So if you want the best bang for your dollar, you need to get into the market now. And so let's remind listeners what they need to do as a first step. Does that mean going to your lender and figuring out how much you have to spend, what you can afford? Definitely. The first step that you need to do is find out what you can purchase. And and that means find out how much you have to put down, what, uh, you know, what areas you want to look at. And then once you have that amount, you can come to a realtor and then we'll guide you as to where we think the best value is for you. And so what are you hearing from your clients then right now that they're looking to, you know, go a little bit bigger, to spend a little bit more, they're feeling confident? What what do you hear from the people actually coming into your office? There's been, uh, you know, a few clients that have said, wow, I, I thought the stress test would affect me way more than it really does. They're able to afford more than they actually thought they would. And that's playing a huge role with consumer confidence because that's increasing their confidence and they're out there shopping. So there were so many changes that happened 
during the latter part of last year and, and even the early part of this year, which just caused people to take a step back and evaluate what, where they wanted to go, what they wanted to do. And now that those decisions have been made and things are a little bit clearer, they're able to get out and shop with confidence. And do you think, and again, I know you, you can't predict, but you know, taking from your experience, do you think that the numbers are just or the price is just going to continue to go up? It will. There's there's no catalyst to make that price go down. And, you know, the price actually hardly ever falls. The only reason that there was a perception of price falling was, uh, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, it was there was a shift in the market. And more people are buying condos or townhouses or semi-detached than they were buying detached. So that causes the perception that the average price has fallen. But it hasn't. It's It's what people are buying has changed. Okay, so if you're looking for, you know, that that first-time purchase, you know, you're looking to get into the market, is a condo your only option? Definitely not. Uh, it depends, again, what you qualify for, because even if you qualify for a five or $600,000 condo, you also have to factor in maintenance fees there. So if your maintenance fees are four or $500 uh, a month, now you could actually qualify for maybe a seven or $800,000 house because you need to take that amount into consideration when you're factoring in your total payment for the month. Mm-hmm. So it's best to talk to a mortgage broker and a realtor, find out what your best options are and what type of lifestyle. It's more of a lifestyle decision than a cost decision. But, you know, do you want the maintenance? Do you not want to mow the lawn or shovel the snow, because that's what's going to go into your decision on whether you want a condo or a house. And what kinds of decisions are your clients making right now? What are they looking for? Are they looking for that gourmet kitchen? Are they looking for that spectacular backyard? Are they looking for an amazing entertainment area? Like, what is that draw right now for folks? For sure, the uh, the renovated kitchens and bathrooms, but also maintenance-wise, people people want to move in and have peace of mind that they don't have to change the roof or they don't have to change the windows and, you know, there's no leaks in the house and things like that. But you also get, it, it's personal taste because you also get people that want to put their personal touch into a home. So they'll buy a fixer-upper and then change it up because they might get a deal on it. So it really depends. Uh, it, it's very subjective. So there's no perfect answer or solution to that. It's what the people actually want and and what they see doing to that house as well. And just anecdotally, I'd like to share something because I've heard about folks who say, you know what, when I was getting my home ready to sell, I painted, I renovated, I did all of these different things. And then the new buyers just came in and they, you know what, they tore the place apart. And why did I waste my time and effort to do all of those things? Do you think it's worth putting the time and effort to painting or staging um, to sell your home? Staging, definitely. I mean, you want your house to stand out. The the thing that a lot of people do is when they're doing renovations, they do it according to what their likes or dislikes are. For sure. But you have to you have to keep in mind the mainstream population that's going to be coming through your house. And will they like it? So rather than painting it blue and pink and purple, you may just want to keep it neutral so that when people come in, they also appreciate that. So you have to take that personal uh, taste out of it when you're trying to sell your house you will get people that want to come in and get it. If you just spent thousands of dollars changing the carpet and the person that comes in wants hardwood, they're going to rip the carpet out so it's a waste of money. So you have to kind of balance what it's going to take to sell your house with what the population is looking for. And is there a budget you should have in mind in terms of what it's going to cost you to stage and get that home ready to sell? Most realtors will 
do that for you. So it's not an added expense. It depends like, you know, with our team, we have in-house stagers that will go in and that's part of the value that we offer when people are listing with us. So again, you have to interview the right realtors and make sure that you're getting value for what you're paying for the the sale of the house. Is this an easier time to sell a home because you know what, it just looks prettier out there, right? It's green, it's sunny, you might get to see that amazing backyard, you don't get to see the the slush or the snow. Is it an easier time to sell a home? Curb appeal has so much to do with uh, with the sales of homes and, and even the attraction from people. So as you're driving up, you want that feeling, that welcoming feeling. You know, everything is, it's much more vibrant in the spring and summer than it is during the the dull gray days of October and November. So it is a great time to sell and it's a way that you can show off the exterior as well as interior of your home. Okay, well when we come back we'll drill down to the activity specifically in York Region. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 1059 the Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426 or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 1059 The Region. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. And joining us now to talk more about the activity in York Region is Heather Cooper from Remax Prime Properties. Welcome to the show, Heather. Thanks, Tina. Okay, so let's uh, let's start Asif with what it's been like specifically here in the region. The region's been heating up. I mean, if you look at what happened in the first four or five months of this year, it was relatively quiet. There was a lot of talk uh, in the news about how York region was hit the hardest with the new foreign buyers tax, with the new stress test rules. But York region has really bounced back in June. And that's it's exciting because you see the confidence out there. And, and we talked a lot about consumer confidence, but that happens when everything starts to settle down and people start realizing that the sky isn't falling. They want to get back in the market. And York Region, we have so much to attract people to our region. There is talk about uh, a new land transfer tax coming to the region, which uh, I believe will be shot down by the new government. So again, uh, more reasons to move to York Region, the schools, the parks, uh, we've got everything. So you're starting to see more people flock to the region. You're starting to see buyer activity increase and listings are coming down. So that means that inventory is being scooped up and that's a great sign. Okay. So you've talked in previous shows about how, you know, specifically Markham, for example, where York University is moving in, you're going to see a huge growth in terms of the condo market. Is that happening throughout the region? So whether it's Richmond Hill or King City or Vaughan, are we seeing this type of growth and movement throughout the region? We are. So, I mean, condos specifically, you're seeing that in Markham, York region, even Stouffville has some condo buildings now, Vaughan. So you're starting to see more growth in terms of higher density housing. Uh, which are the condos or the townhouses uh, and the stacked townhouses. You're seeing a lot more stacked townhouses even in Markham. So you're going to start to see more younger families that can afford those smaller units coming to the region as well. So before we get to Heather and talk about you know what her clients are, are asking for and looking for, 
tell me again, what's a stack townhouse? A stack townhouse is, so, you know, you have the townhouses. So a lot of these don't have backyards or anything, but you've got two levels. So maybe the main level, you have a single story townhome, maybe one or two bedrooms. And then you go up a few stairs and you've got a two story townhome on top of that. Because typically so. we, we think about, or at least I think about, that townhouse that has multiple levels, you know, two, three, sometimes four levels, lots of stairs. And these stacked uh, uh, townhouses don't have as many stairs, is that right? Well, they, I mean, they still have stairs, but what you have is you have a townhouse on top of a townhouse. Oh, okay. So it's almost like a low-rise condo, but you, know, you might have a, a two-story townhouse where you walk down a few steps. Uh, you see that if you're looking at Markham, you see that Bayview and John, you're, you're starting to see them. New ones come up at Ninth Line and Highway 7. So there's a, there's a lot of high-density housing being uh, introduced because the builders are trying to capitalize on how many properties they can put on a certain piece of land. Yeah. So that's how they're doing it. Okay. Before we talk about the specific numbers across the region, Heather, what are you hearing from, you know, your clients? What are they looking for? What What is, you know, hot for them on the market? What's on their minds? Well, we can look and talk again about the condo. So Richmond Hill, for example, I was out showing some condos in Richmond Hill and it's funny because the prices are still so different. I'm noticing that a lot of the agents are underpricing them to entice uh, multiple offers. Okay. And so the clients are seeing that, but then there's also condos that are completely overpriced. So now the clients are getting confused, the buyers, you know, in terms of where the prices should be. Right. And so in terms of Richmond Hill, because, you know, if you look at Markham, you look at Vaughn, you see a lot of new condo development. Are we seeing that kind of thing in Richmond Hill or are they resales primarily? The ones that we're showing were primarily resales, but along Young Street, up and down that area there, there's a lot of brand new buildings going up and they're right. actually really nice. Okay. And you talk about multiple offers. You know, Asif, I've heard this term bully offers. What's that all about? So a bully offer, what ends up happening is you're going to start to see, as inventory decreases, which is what's happening right now, you're going to start to see people hold off on offers. So they're going to say, we will be reviewing all offers in three or four days or in a week. And Heather, are you seeing that as you're showing out there? Absolutely. Even yesterday, I saw a couple of people holding off. And so I send these listings to my clients and it's funny. They're like, oh, this place is fantastic. You know what? The price is great. And then I have to explain to them, listen, it's not going to sell for that price. Ah. They're not going to take that offer they're waiting for something more. Wow. And that's that's where a bully offer comes in. So with a bully offer, what you're trying to do is you're you're anticipating what this property would sell for and how many offers they could have. And you're going to the seller or the seller's agent and saying, hey, you know what? I know you're going to get thirty, forty thousand above asking. I'm going to give that to you now. So, you know, I may give you twenty five thousand above asking today. Will you take it? Because it's a risk for me that I may be overpaying. It's a risk for you that you may not get as much as you wanted to, but at least it's a firm deal and it's done. And quite often the sellers will look at it and say, this could be our best offer and they will take it. So that's a bully offer. So the bully offer can be successful. It can benefit. It can. It can. It could also, um, I mean, you have to make sure now that the banks are so tight on appraisals and everything, you need to make sure that you can afford the bully offer as a buyer. So for the for the seller, they don't have much to lose unless they know that they can get five or six or seven offers and they may uh, beat that price of the bully offer. Right. But 
if you really love the house, it's worth a shot. Okay. Now, I know we've promised our listeners um, the numbers specifically in York Region. What can you tell us? The price continues to climb. So, I mean, this is great news for people that own homes in York Region. And also for buyers, it's it's a great time to get in because you want to get in before the price continues to climb. And it's been doing that every month. But if you look at, you know, the average for the month of June for uh, Stouffville, you're at around 900000 For the year, it's 915000 If you're looking at Vaughn, the average price point right now is 951000 for Richmond Hill, the average price point is nine hundred and sixty thousand. Newmarket is pretty affordable, if you want to call it that, at six seven hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars. Markham continues to increase. The average price is nine hundred and five thousand. Now you're you're going to look at this and say, well, last year it was a million. Yeah. But factor in how many condos are selling for four hundred thousand. So that's going to bring the average down. That's what you're telling down. us. Correct. So so. At, when you see the average price point in Markham at 900000 and you see the number of condos that have sold, that's actually a phenomenal price point right now because it is factoring in the, the shift in the uh, – or the change in the uh, properties being purchased. Right, right. Uh, and then you look at King. I mean, King has mostly detached executive homes on huge lots, but their average price point for the year is $1.4 million, right? The – the place to be right now is Georgina because their average price point is 555000 So if you're looking for a deal, actually, we have a deal in Georgina as well. But if you're looking for a deal, there's a, there's an area that you can go to. It's close to the lake. There's a lot of people moving up there to be close to water, bigger lots, nicer homes. Uh, so you may want to consider Georgina. But even East Willembury has broke the $800,000 mark. And that has not happened before. And then Aurora. Uh, Aurora is also just like Markham or Richmond Hill, and it's over 900000 So as you see, price point hasn't been affected as much as people made it out to be. Mm-hmm. And the best time to buy right now is... Is now. You know, it's now. Yeah. yeah. And now you talk about that price point in Georgina, for example, starting at 550 What does that 550 get you in Georgina? You're getting a detached home on wow. a huge lot. It, it may be a smaller home. But you could be steps from the water. We have one for you know around the 650 mark, which is a, a huge lot with a, a heated garage and, and it's a workshop, and it's about four doors down from the lake. And how so. accessible is Georgina in terms of to the highway, to amenities? If I have to get to a, a go train or get downtown to Toronto, can I do that from Georgina? The 404 goes right through it now, okay. so you're about two or three minutes away from Highway 404. So it's it's very accessible right now. I'm surprised that it hasn't increased, you know, significantly higher than what it has. But if you're looking for a deal, there's there's some deals to be had in Georgina. And if you're looking at those numbers out of Markham, I think you said it was uh, just over 900,000. Yes. How does that compare? So what do you get for over 900,000 minimum uh, in Markham. So that's the average, right? That's so the average. for 900,000, you're probably getting uh, a townhouse, a three or four bedroom townhouse and, uh, in Markham, maybe a semi if it needs some work, but you're not getting a detached home for that price. Wow, what a difference, yeah. right, between those two areas. That's right. You know, you're looking at hundreds of thousands of dollars, so you really have to think about your decision and what works for you, your family. Exactly. And, and, you know, is it worth an extra 20-minute drive to save $400,000? Mm-hmm. That's that's the trade-off. 
So you can have convenience and accessibility by being in Markham or Richmond Hill, or you can drive out for about 15 or 20 minutes and have that house. So again, it's a lifestyle choice, right? Certainly lots to think about. Okay, when we come back, we get to your real estate questions. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com and click on On the Market. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Time now for our listener questions. Asif, you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. The first question is from Linda in Markham. She owns a condo. It was new when she bought it, but it's now approaching five years old, and she's been told that she should think about selling because at this point the condo association fees will start to go up and the maintenance fees of the building, sorry, and the maintenance of the building starts to go down. Is this true? What do you think? It really depends on the condo association and, and how it's been managed because you your condo association could have a very healthy reserve. A lot of times what happens in, in the first few years in condos, the board evaluates what services they need and and what they should keep and what they should bring in. I mean, your, your building could have 24-7 security guards and the condo building might say after the first two years, you know what, we don't need a security guard on the premises for 24 hours a day. We might only have them till midnight. So now you're taking services away to keep the cost down. You're going to have maintenance issues come up, but usually a well-managed building will have a healthy reserve fund that's not going to affect your fees. They'll always go up. And if it's $12 or $20 a month, it's not going to be that bad. Every building is going to do that. It just depends on what value you're getting for those maintenance fees. So it's not like a hard and fast rule that you have to sell after five years or you should sell after five years. A lot of people do that because it it's tied in with their mortgage. So they have a five-year mortgage. It's coming up for renewal. So you don't want to break your mortgage in the middle of a term and have to pay penalties. That's why you see that three-year or five-year mark uh, playing a huge role in when people sell, it's it's more because their mortgage is up in five years. So, so she really has to look at the big picture, right? Yeah, yeah. There is no sort of one answer, you know, fits all, that she really has to examine well, what's happening in my environment. That's right, because if your building is well-managed and your fees haven't increased a lot over the first five years you're, and you ha- it hasn't had to do a lot of maintenance in the first five years, then there's reserve fund money sitting there for those repairs. And all that is tied in with the initial budget that's set in order to facilitate these repairs in the future. So this is one of those real estate myths that you just debunked. Excellent. Okay, our next question is also about the condo market, and it comes from Emma in Woodbridge. She's looking to sell her home and move into a condo, but is well aware of the traffic and congestion in Vaughan and is considering moving a little out of the area. What suggestions do you have for where she should be looking? Again, it depends on on what you need to be close to. Like, do you need to be close to amenities? Do you need to be close to work? Because you're going to have congestion. Anywhere there's condos, that means there's high-density housing, and you're going to have that type of, you know, residential congestion. If you were to go into Markham or Richmond Hill, again, it depends on where. You could, you could live in Markham in a condo at Markham Road and 16th Avenue, and there's going to be more congestion there than living at a condo at, say, Warden in 407. 
because you're very you have access to the 407 you're very close to the 404 so it depends on where in town you're living even if you're living in Jane and 7 there's a lot of conge- congestion there right now because of the construction for the subway and everything but once that's done it's going to be it's going to be pretty much as living anywhere else. So what suggestion do you have for Emma? Should she be, you know, in her car going through the area? Should she go at peak times or non-peak times? What should folks do when they're thinking about moving into a new neighborhood? If you can use public transit, if you're at Jaden Highway 7 and you can get on the subway and go to work, that's your best option right now. And it could be in the future as well as traffic increases. It, you know, the Viva lines throughout York Region have been improved, so they have their own lanes now and everything, so that's pretty quick right across Highway 7 now. It depends on Emma's lifestyle and what she needs to consider as, you know, if she is flexible with work timings, then she could go off-peak. If she's not, then she's going to be traveling in that time anyway, and it just depends on how you adjust your schedule to fit your lifestyle. Terrific. Okay, hopefully we've helped uh, a little bit anyway, Emma. Time now for our hot listing of the week, and joining us back in studio is Heather Cooper from Remax Prime Properties. Heather, over to you for this week's hot listing. Okay, this hot listing is located at 17 Rouge Fairway Street. That is in Markham, at Markham Road and 14th Ave. It's got four bedrooms, four bathrooms. It's 2,600 square feet, and it includes a full one-bedroom basement apartment that can easily be be rented out. It's got a separate side entrance and still enough room to enjoy um, an entertaining area and a full bar. So what was that listing price again? The listing price is nine seventy five, and it's priced very competitively. Yeah, well, Asif, isn't that you know kind of low for a house in Markham? It is for a detached home that also has income potential with the basement apartment or the the nanny suite, if you want to call it. Uh, it is priced very low. It's actually priced to entice multiple offers. Okay. So that's that's on purpose then? It is on purpose. I mean, it, it's priced for today's market. Okay. But at the same time, when you look at detached homes in the area, you know, you're looking at that one $1.1 million price point. So this should uh, get a lot of attention and it probably won't last that long, right? Yeah, especially with all the upgrades. This place has been extensively renovated. Um, everything from inside to the outside. They've done brand new landscaping, brand new sod, interlocking brick patio in the backyard. They've done everything to this house. It's the beautiful. roof, the furnace. So basically, yeah. you can move in. It's and move-in ready. Yeah. Uh, Heather, where can our listeners get more information about this listing? All right. So they can contact Asif Khan at Remax Prime Properties, 905-554-5522. Terrific. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you missed uh, any part of it or if you need to connect with Asif Khan, go to 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.